It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. So good to be with you today. And uh, today's going to be a great day. Let's just both believe that today is going to be a great day because we know what the alternative can be. I watched the news the other day and um, very disturbing watching 600 missiles come from the Palestinians into Israel. And um, we're living in some crazy times, friends. And I had flashbacks of the interviews I have done with experts in Bible prophecy. They always told me, Ron, watch what happens in Israel. Israel is the timepiece to the ushering in of the Antichrist and the return of Christ. So here, with the change in the White House a few months ago, we went from a strong military Cyrus from the Old Testament to a weak, anemic president and a weak, anemic White House. Now that is being tested at the expense of Israel and possibly breaking down those peace talks that President Trump had put in place. But it could be God signaling to America. You wanted it, you got it. Now get ready to have hell unleashed in your lives as the coming age of trials and tribulation begin to hit this world. Friends, this is a time where you and I need to know Jesus. We need to hold on to him and cling to him because he will be the only safety net. It will not be in a church. It will not be in a synagogue. It will not be in a mosque. It will only be in the person of Jesus Christ, the son of God, because Jesus is either who he said he was or he is nothing at all. Well, today's guest spent 40 years running from Jesus, running drugs, alcohol, Just a wild, wicked life. And one day, she fell on her knees and said, Jesus, I need your help. The real Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, came into her life and totally transformed her. Her story is going to encourage and empower you. And I hope it leaves a curiosity in your mind as you listen to this that you want to know who Jesus is. Mary, welcome to the show, Who is Jesus? Jesus, to me, is my everything. He's my hope. He's my redeemer. Because my entire life, I lived a life of sin, disobedience, and rebellion. And on March 17, 2015, I fell to my knees, threw my hands up, and said, Lord, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot be in control of my life. So I'm asking you to please be the Lord and Savior of my life. And that day, I literally felt baggage coming off of me. And that day, he made me free. For whom the Son makes free is free indeed. Amen. Uh, Well put. 
Now, it started back, I believe you told me, prior to us going on air, around 10 years old. What happened at 10 years old? At 10 years old was the very first time I smoked a marijuana joint. And it was actually laced with PCP, which, you know, I didn't know. I'd heard about marijuana, but I didn't know what PCP was. But that was the era where that stuff was popular. And the neighbor kids were older than I, and they put it in there thinking it was funny. But that's how I got started. Did it lead to eventually even harder drugs? Oh, yes, sir. It led to me actually shooting drugs in my veins at the age of 14. What kind of drugs? Heroin? Back then it was cocaine, but throughout the years, it's been everything that you can put in your vein. So are you going to school Why this is going on? Are you not or staying at home? What's going on in the life of Mary Deneen? Yes, I went to school. You know, I went to the Catholic school and actually, you know, I did, uh, you know, played basketball and I was a cheerleader and my mother had me in beauty pageants, all this kind of stuff, being a baton majorette. And I couldn't stand any of that. You know, I just that wasn't for me. I enjoyed, you know, going to the railroad tracks behind our house and smoking weed at the time, you know, Because what I was doing was actually numbing pain that I had in my life. I had a lot of hurt. I had a lot of rejection and I had a lot of abandonment in my life. What was the pain um, abandonment from your parents? Right. Because, um, you know, I love my parents and they did the best with what they knew how. I mean, that's any parents, you know, because a lot of us do have dysfunction in our lives and the parents that we have are given to us by the sovereignty of God, you know, so they're part of your, if his plan and purpose in your life. And, you know, they had whatever issues they had as children, but they passed it down to, to me. And it was a lot that I didn't know how to deal with. And it was very painful because I saw that other children at school and stuff, I, I could, I didn't see pain in them, you know, like I had, and I, I hit it the best I knew how at school, but, you know, some of the, my family, they knew what was going on, you know, and then that would embarrass me because they did know, you know, they'd say, oh, I'm so sorry. And it just put like shame upon me because I, why am I not good enough for my parents to love me? You just wanted to be accepted, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. You just wanted people to love you for who you were. And were people trying to make you into something that you weren't supposed to be? Well, my mom, she had a hard time because she truly loved my dad, and he was very abusive to her physically, mentally, mm. and emotionally. And she has told me later on in years, you know, that I just wanted the best for you. I didn't want you to go through what I went through with your dad, you know, and she just pushed me so hard. And then when I rebelled, she didn't know how to deal with it, and, you know, she would give me beaten sometimes. And you got kicked out of school, didn't you? Right. I went to St. Paul's Catholic Elementary School, then went to Our Ladies Academy in Bay St. Louis. And at the age of 15, I believe it was 1981, no, 1980. And I got kicked out for drugs. And then um, what did you do? So my mom was working at the Pastor Christian School Districts then, and she left me at home for a couple of weeks trying to figure out, you know, where am I going to put her? What's going to happen? Because, she, you know, she's very, she just wanted all of us children to have a great education. So she found this place called Gulf Coast Christian Academy in Gulfport, and I went there. Did you graduate there? You didn't get kicked out of that school, did you? Actually, I almost did, but... <laughs> 
you know, because I got caught smoking marijuana in there with another girl. But, you know, we had to have a big sit down. And my mom was like, please, please just let her graduate. Just let her graduate. And through the mercy and grace of God, I was able to graduate. Listeners, I'm speaking with Mary Deneen today, a young lady searching for her purpose in life at 10, started doing drugs. And uh, so you graduate from school at a young age, 17. And then what? Do you go on to college or do you go get a job or do you go and move away from Mississippi? Actually, I ran away from Mississippi at the age of 17. I ran to Birmingham, Alabama, because my dad's aunt lived 30 miles south of uh, Birmingham. So I'd met a bunch of you know friends there and I ran away to there and just continued my drug life until the state troopers and all that were looking for me. I mean, it was just everything I did was huge to where everyone knew about it. Well, Mary, it seems like your life was just spiraling out of control. What was the breaking point? Is there a a light at the end of this dark tunnel you're in? Not at that moment in my life. When I had went to the Gulf Coast Christian Academy, there was a guy there named Brother Emmett. I can remember him to this day. And he came to me and he told me, he said, you know, the Lord has plans for you in your life. Well, of course, I didn't know what he was talking about because, you know, I went to a Catholic school and I didn't I didn't have a personal relationship. I knew about God, but I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. And um, so this guy was just like really honest and he read the word. He taught us the word. And I, it was very, very, you know, inspiring to me. The word was. Well, listeners, I'm going to take a break, and when I return, we will hear the rest of Mary's incredible story. If you need something more out of life than what you've already experienced. If you need a new start. A clean slate. If you want to live life forever. You need God in your life. If getting old has you depressed. Growing up sometimes scares the daylights out of you. If you want to know what the future holds, get in touch with the one who holds the future. Stop wasting time and get a hold of God. It's not about earning points by being good. It ain't about some boring church. It's not about working your way to heaven. Finding God is not about following some group who claims to be the only way to God. It's not about being religious. It's not about religion. It's all about God's only son. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's about Jesus Christ. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Well, someday when I stand before God and he asks me, why should I let you into heaven? All that's going to matter is if I knew Jesus or not. And that's what it's all about. back listeners today my guest is mary denine and mary is sharing her story of starting drugs at age 10 uh running away at age 17 and mary you um were telling me during the break about uh how god was trying to get your attention when you were driving up uh highway 49 share that with the listeners so in july of 2006 i actually had uh, i hope i can say this but i had uh some crystal meth and I was getting ready to go deliver it to someone 
And uh, I look to the left and I see a bunch of Harleys and I'm thinking, oh, wow, we have a new biker bar in Mississippi. So I turn around, I call the person and I'm like, hey, I'm going to be a minute because I just found a new biker bar. I pull in there. I get out probably weighing maybe 90 pounds soaking wet. You know, high is all get out. And I go to the door and there's a lady standing there with a Bible. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, is this not a biker bar? (laughs) And she says to me, no, honey, it's a biker church. And I said, she says to me, but you can come in. I said, but I'm high. And she says, but that's okay. And I go in there and they're praising and worshiping Jesus. And I, you know, stood in there and I just, I had so much peace when I was standing there. But then I just... I was convicted, you know, of my lifestyle. And so I just ran out of there so fast. But Pastor John Taylor and Sister Jackie Taylor, who are the pastors, and they're also my spiritual mother and father, and I love them so much. They said, she'll be back. This one will be back. And I did. I went back. Wow. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And then one day you really got some bad news. Tell the listeners. Okay, so again, on March 17, 2015, I fell to my knees, you know, and the I could feel the baggage. I was made free, and from that was in March. So from March 15 to April 16, you know, life was grand. It was peaceful. And then I get a phone call that my baby brother was shot and killed by our biological father. And, um, Oh, my goodness. I threw my hands up, and I said, you're sovereign. You could have stopped this. Like, he, you just gave Darren back to me for the last 15 months of his life because of my lifestyle we didn't have. It's not, he, it's not that Darren didn't love me. It's because I was ashamed to go around him and his family. And I had the best 15 months of my life being able to be a Christian sister to my brother, who was also a God-fearing man. And, you know, it was just the best time of both of our lives because he was going through a lot. And he even told my mother three days before he was shot and killed, he said, had it not been for God in Deneen, he said, I couldn't have made it these last 15 months. That was on a Monday. And then he also told my mother, he said, I'm ready to meet my creator And then that following Wednesday, on my twin daughter's 33rd birthday, he was shot and killed. Why? It's called sin. And, you know, my dad had, he had a lot of pride like all of us do, you know. And um, there was just some issues going back and forth between the two of them. And truth be told, I truly believe, other people may not believe this, but I believe my dad was having issues in his mind because he's, he's, not the same person. And of course, that'll change a person, but I believe it was starting before this actually happened. I do. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, what was your brother's name, Darren? His name was Darren Charles Scarborough. Wow. Wow. Well, Darren, um, wow. It's so sad to hear that. Uh, but Mary, you're making progress. And what is that? No. May, may I say this? Yes. But Darren is where we long to be. Amen. And to God be the glory. And, you know, I I was selfish at first because, you know, I wanted him back. I just had 15 months of my best life with my baby brother. And um, because we shared Jesus together. And that's what it's all about. Families are to share Jesus together. And the Lord gave me that. But, you know, like I was saying earlier, I was very upset with God. You know, like, you could have stopped this. But you know what? I had to get on my knees and repent. And thank him that he did give me those 15 months, 
You know, he didn't have to do that, but he did. He gave me those 15 months to have that brother-sister relationship in Christ Jesus. And that, to me, you know, all the money in the world couldn't you, replace that. After that traumatic experience, did you stay sober? I uh, no, For five weeks, I did. Five weeks, I did. In my own strength. In my own strength. Because... We, myself, cannot do anything in our own strength, you know, and I was not staying in my word, you know, because of the simple fact that I was staying busy, 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 trying to be there for my mom. You know, she lost her baby boy. She was hysterical. And, you know, I have an older brother that has Down syndrome. His name is Scooter. And I needed to be there for them, you know, and and, and I kept in my own strength, you know, trying to represent Jesus. But, you know, you can only do that for so long and then your spirit runs dry, you know. And so I went back home after five weeks and laid in the bed, got in a deep, dark depression for another five weeks, like literally just stayed in the bed. Now, all this time I have been clean of drugs and alcohol. And then I get the Holy Spirit says, enough, time to get up. So I get up, wash my face, get myself dressed, and I went to the pharmacy to get my, and this is the truth, my 800 milligram ibuprofen for, you know, my back pain. Well, what happens? I see someone that I used to know. They know about what happened, and they say to me, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I've been trying to find you. Well, I knew that this person had drugs, so I made the choice because we have free will to choose. I made the choice to go numb that pain. And in doing so, the Bible says in red letters, so therefore it's from Jesus, that when you know the truth and you go back out there, it's seven times worse. And that is the truth. Jesus says it. So it mm. is true. And uh, so I was older this time, right? Because, you know, my younger days, I was out in the streets doing all this stuff. And it's like, oh, no, this is not good. You know, I'm older now. The world's gotten worse. I mean, the, it's just crazy out there in that drug world. It is. It's just crazy. And so this went on. And, you know, now I'm attending Michael Memorial Baptist Church. Well, how long did this go on? Well, that's what I'm saying. So, all right, so 10 weeks after Darren passed away, and then it was July 17th. To, no, I'm sorry, July 7th, 2017. And like I said, I was attending Michael Memorial Baptist Church, I was high, and I called Brother Jeff, and I was like, I can't do this, man. This is just not me. I cannot do this anymore. The night before, I was in my home, and I just high as a kite, man, like my mind was going everywhere, and I cried out to Jesus, and I said, I can't find my way back to you. I said, I know that you never left nor forsaken me, but I've left you, and I can't find my way back. And I heard a voice so loud say, you will go to homes of grace. You will be disciplined in my word and you will spend time with me one on one. I heard it. I heard that voice. So the next day I called Brother Jeff and he says, come to church. I said, I can. I just did a line from here to Texas. He says, girl, it doesn't matter. Come to church. So I went high, you know, paranoid that everybody was looking at me. And when the service was over, Brother Jeff says, you're going to Homes of Grace. And I just like fell in the pew and started crying. He says, I talked to Pastor Tony before, you know, the service. And he says, you're going. And by the grace of God, I was able to go. I, I went. That was my seventh time to go to rehab. Never did I graduate any of them. And the seventh time is completion. You know, seven is completion in God's eyes. And I went and I graduated. Brother Ron, if you don't mind, I would like to please give thanks to some people that have 
really, really encouraged me in my life, my journey, and have never given up on me. And that would be Pastor John and Jackie Taylor from the Biker Church, Pastor Tony Carnes from Michael Memorial Baptist Church, Brother Wade Benton. He's also from Michael Memorial Baptist Church, and Kelly Taylor. These guys have never given up on me, and they have encouraged me and helped me through this journey of sanctification. And I want to say how much I love and appreciate each and every one of them. Thank you. And listeners, today, Mary Dedeen is just glowing. She loves the Lord. All the pain that you've went through, Mary, losing your brother, rejection from your parents, but now you're 50? Uh, actually, I just made 57 on April 24th. You're I mean, fi- yeah, April you're 24th. 57. Yes, sir. Now you see life different. Life is good for you, isn't it? Amen. I mean, the the word says, you know, hey, you will have troubles in this life, you know, but Jesus says, take courage, you know, be of good cheer because I've overcome this world. So being a Christ follower, you know, you have the peace that surpasses all understanding. It only comes from Jesus, but you're going to have days where, you know, what's happening, but you don't have to run to the sin that you were addicted to, you can run to the arms of Jesus. Mary, speak to that person now that is listening that needs some hope. What I want to say to any of you that truly know what I'm talking about is that there is hope and that hope is in Jesus. He truly can make you free of all the hurt, pain, rejection, whatever it is that's hurting you so bad right now to the point where you don't even want to live. You don't even know why you were born. He can do this for you. You just have to reach out to him and cry to him and ask him to help you. And he will do that for you. And then you find someone that, you know, can get you in a Bible-based church or in a Celebrate Recovery any of that to help you get through. And you're in Celebrate Recovery, right? Yes, sir. And so if somebody wants to know more about that, Celebrate Recovery. Now, that beats once a week, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how would you find information on Celebrate Recovery? We are now meeting at the Gulf Coast Baptist Association building, which is 11201 Old Highway 49, Gulfport. We meet every Monday night at 630 and we go to celebrate that Jesus is the one that makes us free. And we anyone, anyone that has hurts, habits and hangups are welcome to come. And they walk in the door. There's no judgment. It's just pure love. You you just love them. You love the hell out of them is really. I am so proud of you and what you I'm sorry what you've had to go through in your life, but. God will take our bad and he'll turn it to good if we allow him to take the hell out of our life. Mary, God bless you. Thank you so much. And um, uh, in closing, is there anything that you'd like to say? Please do that. Yes. What I would like to say is that it's all about Jesus. Everything is about him. He takes us that have all these hurts, habits, and hangups. He redeems us. He gives us a purpose that none of us ever had or thought we had. And that purpose is to give him the glory, praise, and honor and to also share the gospel, his good news, his hope to other people so that they too can come and have a personal relationship with him and be made free. So well put. 
There are so many hurting people out there right now, and God doesn't want anybody to hurt. So listeners, if you know someone, you know somebody going through a bad time, reach out to Mary or Jeff York at Celebrate Recovery, and you can contact them. Go Give your phone number, Mary. Okay, for the females, um, you can contact me at 228-669-5856. And for the males, Brother Jeff A. York, 228-669-4346. Um, it, may I pray, Brother Ron? Sure. Okay, thank you. Most gracious Heavenly Father, We come boldly to your holy throne of grace that you have so graciously bestowed upon us. You have given us 24-7 access to come to your holy throne of grace. Father, we thank you that you are truly the only one who is worthy. Father, we thank you for your mercy and grace that you have bestowed upon us. Father, we thank you that you have made us free, that we are no longer a slave to sin, but a slave to your righteousness, Lord God. And Father, I just pray for the ones that are listening to this because of your sovereignty, Lord that they will reach out to you and that they will reach out to others, Lord God, that can bring them through your power of your Holy Spirit to hope, to hope, Lord, that there is a purpose for their lives. Father, I just thank you for each and every one that are listening, and I thank you for you, Lord God. We are always here to give you the glory, praise, and honor because it's all about you. And I ask and pray this in the most precious holy name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for sharing. God bless you, Mary. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, Back to Ron. Well, friends, it is time to go. And I want to leave you with some words that I read in a book that I'm reading by Stephanie Quick. The book is called To Trace a Rising Sun. And she writes, his word illuminates our paths. So as we seek him, we see more clearly. We see ourselves, our lives, our callings, and our communities more clearly. What we believe to be true about Jesus bears every weight and shape of our daily decisions lifestyle choices, and patterns of thought. Friends, He is your everything. He is your destiny. He is your purpose. He is the answers to everything you are seeking. And perhaps when you listen to a show like this, that you wonder, am I saved? It's a real simple way to settle that. It comes in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Friends, if you know somebody or perhaps yourself would like to share your story on this broadcast, I would love to hear from you. Go to the website, thepromoter.org, and click Share Your Story. You will also find the list of all the podcasts we've ever done. And there are some great podcasts we've had over the last year and a half. Remember this, I love you, God loves you, and when you get the hell out of your life, your life will be transformed into an awesome, purpose, destiny-driven, day-to-day life that just brings you new excitement around every corner. I know it happened to me. 
Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.